From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Jake of All Trades. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about investing in things beyond stocks and bonds, like wine. wine. Check that out. Yeah. Wine. So I feel like the appropriate thing to do, as Kirk is doing, is to start this show off with a little sip, right? Just a little cheers. Cheers. I don't think that was a plan, but cheers. I was going to... Oh, wait, wait. Cheers. Did you ever see that video where those two older, two older guys were trying to make their upper face... And their lower face, you know, mashed together in the the screen. No, one of them couldn't figure it out. So he's like, "Wait, you want me to raise like this?" And it's like, and it was just, it was hilarious. These two old guys, no, 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 gotta go down while I go this way, and it was just hilarious. (laughs) It's harder than it looks because you gotta think back. Yeah, and I mean, like, I have no idea where you are in this. So, oh yeah, that's right. Anyway, you're doing good without saying the same image I'm saying. So yes, this is just an excuse to have some wine. To I, have some wine. I got my Rotama Park classy wine glass. Oh, wow. That is <laughs> classy. That. Uh, when Rotama Park was actually really good, I don't know how people feel about it now, but I've um, heard it wasn't, it's gone into a certain direction that <laughs> is not as good as it was. <laughs> but it was very, it was fancy and classy at first, like when it first nice. opened, like 2000 one or 2000 or something like that like a long time ago so anyway <laughs> i'm glad that you kept the glass for all this time yeah and i brought my <laughs> um i brought my barbaro wine so love it love it you guys can see it but there's, there's a those, grape that's Barbera. your oh i didn't even know that what's that i didn't know that yeah there's an actual grape called the barbara grape and of course my last name is barbara I don't see any proceeds from that, so I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> but I, apparently, we were just a bunch of drunkards that made, you know, say, well, "I'm gonna, lay, I'm gonna label this after my name. This is Barbera." I'm sure Barbera it's not the wine. Fan. I'm not. A, I, I don't know much about wine, so it's interesting to to learn about, or in, in terms of like tasting wine. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to learn about the investing world of wine and <laughs> what's going on and how much it is. Like, right? Wow, it's insane. So let's let me take one more sip. Yeah, man. Take a sip. So, although we're not going to be talking about the variations of wine and tasting today, we are going to talk about this super awesome article that I stumbled across on The Economist. And it was about how investors are creating in their investment portfolios, they're buying wine, but not just buying wine, like they're buying a lot of wine. Expensive and lots expensive of wine. Expensive wine. So I don't I don't know, can you pull up that article? Yeah, we're looking at it now. So I think in like the maybe the second paragraph it says uh what one of the one the, of the uh twelve bottle case went off. In, a twelve bottle case of Domaine de la Romani, I don't know. I'm trying to be Perfect. fancy. Conti nineteen eighty eight from Burgundy fetched Three hundred and five thousand dollars, one hundred thirty-five dollars. Three hundred five, one hundred thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Three hundred five thousand, one hundred thirty-five. And the entire sale rake. This is why I'm not the finance guy. The entire sale. I can't even say letters or uh, numbers right. The entire sale ranked uh, one point three million pounds. I don't know how many dollars that is, but it's a lot of dollars. Yeah. So this isn't just Britain, though. It is America. Like a. um, So I don't know if you want to get into that, but that's a lot of. That's a lot of money for some wine. It's a lot of money. And it's an interesting way that uh, clearly, I mean, obviously these are wealthy individuals that are selecting 
this as an opportunity to invest because later on in the article they also talked about how these aren't these people aren't consuming this wine they are mm-hmm. legit holding it for value with the intention to sell it later on as like a full case so which i found kind of interesting too now not only are we investing in wine that was created for consumption but now we're just using it you know to have the have it appreciate. And I had never really thought about the concept of wine being an asset until Mm -hmm. I read this. I mean, I recognize people keep wine for years and years and years and it can be worth something, but that's usually because they like to keep it and then bust out a a super fancy bottle every now and then. I never knew that they had these major auctions where they were auctioning off cases worth that were over $300,000. Well, you've probably seen movies though, like Bad guys, bad rich guys will invest in anything now, right? Like, let's, let's, like, if there's, there's probably secret layers where bad guys are, you know, rich financiers are, you know, uh, auctioning off wild tigers and, you know, elef- rare elephants and stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. So I think, probably. like, one of the things I remember from economics was that to some degree, everything is an investment. Every action you take, like, even if you decide, not to get gas because you think gas might go down today, you get it tomorrow, that's kind of an investment, right? It, it's kind of, it's not an investment, but it's kind of a, um, I don't know what's the term where you're, you're, I mean, you are kind um, of investing for your, it's, it's, a, it's an exchange trade or whatever. It's something where you're, you're expecting the rates to go down. So you wait a moment, right? You wait right, um, right. for the next one. So it is, well, you're hedging trade. in that instance, you're hedging against the fact that it's going to go down the next day. So you think, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. anything that goes up in value, which is all around us in life, right? right that, mm-hmm. you know, so the e- economics and finance is all around us. It's not just something you do occasionally. It's something you do all the time. Like if you decide these grapes at this store is too expensive. So you go to the other store and you get there. That's, you know, kind of your, your bargaining in, in a modern sense, right? Or right. instead of buying your sweater at Target, you look on your app on Amazon. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I do this. And I find so- the, you know, I look at something. I'm like, wait, this is $20 cheaper on Amazon. The same thing. I'm just going to order it on Amazon, right? Like all <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Like I did that with my dog's dog food. It was like $27 for dog food, for the same <laughs> brand. And I'm in California, so they, they mark everything up. And then I looked on Amazon for the same thing. It was $15 for the same thing. Wow. And I get free shipping because I pay the prime. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, the, um, the viewer right now can see that um, wine price indices index, which, you know, from 2003 to today, that they, it shows all the different wines and their values going up. Yeah. Which is super interesting. So if if you're so you're looking at that right now, that's essentially the same as when you're looking at a stock indice, right? The S and P mm-hmm. 500. You see it projected over. I mean, you see it the history over time, and you see valuations at different time periods. And they have one for wine, which is so crazy. They have an but, index for wine too, called yeah, Livex. Yeah. It's an index, which That's I haven't awesome. looked. I haven't looked yet, but there yeah. may be even a mutual fund that invests in that index. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look and see. Uh, but that would be kind of crazy too. But and I think you brought up S M P. Of course, and that is a perfect segue into what I was about to say, which is you've brought up an excellent point when you said earlier about how you know the rich financiers and the bad guys uh, are portrayed 
maybe in movies and TV shows as investing in these crazy things, right? And so a lot of times those are referred to as like alternative investments. And I think people get a mis, uh, uh, they, uh, there's a, a misunderstanding about the role that an alternative investment can play in your overall portfolio. If you think about only these extreme examples of, I don't know, horse betting or, you know, some of the things that you said, but now this article, all those are wealthy people has shown you, okay, there's a role for something else in the portfolio besides traditional investments. And so that's what I thought we could tie this in today is because a lot of people don't know that, or if they know it, they're too afraid to explore the realm of alternative investments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, well, so we have some investments in stocks of, you know, Barbera uh, vineyards and wines just because it's, just because it's our name. It's nothing major. It's just a, you know, a couple mm-hmm. hundred dollars or whatever for, for fun. And I've done that stuff before when I was younger, you know, inv- but not in um, super alternative stuff. But I mean, you do right. hear like comic books, right? So that's mm-hmm. one or coins. Um, you know, that's another one that a yep. lot of kids do. I, I had coins. I had stamps. Yep. I wasn't really into it, though. I think my dad was more into it. <laughs> and he just, you know, kind of, um, and I just kind of did it too. But, you know, co- um, like dolls. Uh, like mm-hmm. Dwight's dolls in the office, like that's vintage. You, I always forget you. You haven't really seen it too much, right? The show, The Office. Yeah, yeah, not a lot, not but a lot. I've seen so there's some. One, there's one. There's one episode. I don't know if I can go a show with us without mentioning The Office, but there's <laughs> one episode where Dwight buys all the the hot doll for Christmas, like the you know the the hot you know uh, tickle me Elmo. There's uh-huh. always like that that toy that's going to be big. Right. And he figures out what it is ahead of time and then goes to all the stores and buys all of them in the whole area, every <laughs> single one. And then he just like sells them at an enormous markup, like oh my the, gosh. Night, the night of Christmas is only that, like Price 500% gouging. markup. That's yeah. an investment though. He, you know, he invested in, it's a, it's kind of in a gamble or not an investment. Yeah. I, it's, I know that's not the proper terminology, but it's a trade. I mean, I mean, that is an example of price gouging, which I believe is illegal, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it if he's yeah. an individual person? Really? Yeah. If you buy a product that I'm sure those products are marked like not for individual resale. Hmm. You know what I mean? As what? most things are, you can't take it, buy it from Toys R Us for, oh, sorry, Toys R Us, rest in peace. Can't buy it from, <laughs> <laughs> can't buy it from Target and then turn around and sell it for like three times the amount if it's, you really? know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think you can do that. What about flip? So what about like a garage sale though? You can do it with a garage sale. Like if I found a toy at a garage sale, so I've seen this like flipping thing and then you, you know, you buy it for 50 cents and then you flip it for $10 on the internet. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that's legal. I wouldn't suggest it. And I don't really know. I don't really know. know. Thanks for telling me. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think... It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, the concept of alternative investments and their role in that now <laughs> buying toys and flipping them is not really an alternative investment. So I was going to give a couple of examples of what truly are defined as alternative. I thought that was. So that just, that's education, I guess. You just learned something. Yeah. So really, alternative investments is really anything you can buy that will appreciate in value that's not correlated to traditional investments like stocks and bonds. So think of but you like have to put a caveat though. So it can't be 
the toy because that would fit into your definition. Okay, but in the we're talking about you're talking about flipping a toy, like taking it from the store and then two days later, that's two days later selling it. Yeah. Uh, There's a difference between buying like a collectible that has a value holding it and then potentially selling it in the future. Then there is like just buying stuff from the store and then creating your own shop (laughs) where you sell it for even more. (laughs) Uh, Interesting. It seems like that's, you're getting into our intentions though. How do you know? What if I just really like this doll? <laughs> I bought like 500 of them. And that's like, ah, I changed my mind two days later. I need to sell them. Yeah. But I need to make a profit because it spent, took a lot of time for me to go get it. I had to take that's off a little, work for a day. That's nuanced. But <laughs> in the world of alternative investments, that's not what we would consider an alternative investment. Okay, but fair enough. collectibles is an example. Yeah. Real estate is an example. Commodities, so beans, copper, uh, gold coins, silver, um, all of those things are examples of alternative investments. Wine uh, would be an example, obviously, according to this story. And so there are opportunities for you to invest in those things, not exclusively, right? Because there's risk there if we're putting all of our money into something that doesn't do well because it's difficult to know. But there can be a role in an overall investment strategy for some of those alternative positions. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because they're not all correlated together. So the concept behind investing is that we don't want all our eggs in one basket, right? So we want to diversify. We want to diversify across different types of assets, different types of investments, so that if the financial markets are down, maybe my holding in my bean collection or my copper is up, right? Because it moves separate from the rest of the financial markets, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, alternative investments tend to be negatively correlated with traditional investments. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it does seem like it's commodities versus like traditionally, you mean companies, like stocks and bonds. Correct. Right. Yep. So shares of stocks and bonds themselves that you buy on the market in the marketplace is so what why, I'm talking about traditional investments. But why do you consider commodities not traditional? Like if I want to so if I wanted to invest in oil commodities mm-hmm. or oil futures even, is that not traditional? Because that seems well, like it's been around for a while. Or is well, it just so, not traditional for like a normal person's portfolio? A little bit of both. So okay. it's not traditional necessarily for a normal person's portfolio, but also the t- what you are buying. So if you're buying oil futures, mm-hmm. that's a stock. So that's still a stock. It may be an mm, oil point. company, but yeah. it's a stock. What I'm talking about here is if you're a limited partner in an oil partnership, right, where you have ownership in the in the partnership you receive distributions from the partnership but your distributions are a hundred percent derived from the oil production of the company not the share price movement in the financial markets oh, okay okay i think that, that makes sense. sense yeah so that would so be the subtle difference subtle difference yeah. but it is a difference yeah, and so okay. that's where people can get confused mm-hmm. and they can become in a tight spot so the article about wine highlights some of the risks with investing in alternatives. One of them, it talks about there's a liquidity issue, right? The, the, the price of the wine over time has gone up, but it doesn't always go up. And it may not be going up at the time you need to get rid of it, right? And there may not yeah. be a willing buyer for your 12 cases of Shiraz at $300,000, right? 
So the risks with some of these alternative investments is that there's not always an active party that's willing to take it off your hands at the time you need to. And you have sunken cost in there, right? You've invested money in this. So that's why it's important to have alternatives as a component of your overall investment strategy, but not 100% the most important or the all-consuming thing that you focus your attention on. And this happens a lot, and this is where I... Uh, see it happen is real estate investing. Real estate investors can be very smart and they're able to turn properties quickly. However, if you entered a situation like the 2008 financial crisis that was spurred on by the housing crisis, you have a situation in certain parts of the country where no properties are selling. And if your entire portfolio was comprised of real estate, actual real estate holdings, not we're not talking about real estate investment trusts or anything like that, that, that can become a pro problematic if you need to extract money from those investments in a time where it's not a good spot. Nobody will buy it from you. And that's where, mm -hmm. real, that's where alternative investments can get a little, a little iffy because they, they have an issue with liquidity is what it's called. Well, with, with wine, though, it's even more, though, because I'm showing the audience the picture of Robert Parker, the famous – one of the most influential uh, wine – critics or tasters uh, in the world uh, up until at least 2013 when I think he went more silent, I guess, uh, according to this article. But he, um, what the article is saying, until recently the market followed the taste buds of only one man, Robert Parker. And, you know, the, in the intrinsic value of a particular brand of, our, of, um, of a wine, so a lot of what you're investing in is pretty... Uh, subjective it's not because like a house can be object or there's a subjective element to it like the 2008 you know but there's it's still a house that you have like you still have a a piece of property like the what all the real estate people say to themselves is that you know uh the only investment that you can't make more of is land mm -hmm. right so in the long term you can never lose but mm -hmm. i think you know the short term can be really problematic if the short term's like 10 20 years right but there is some kind of uh, and there are, you know like also if you look at something like detroit i know it's been going down for a long time so if you if you're not careful and you're looking at you know and you you invested 15 years ago that's a huge problem for you you're right. losing money hand over fist there but with wine and, and some i think maybe alternative uh investments like wine there is you know art would be another one like fine art Yes, right? where you, that example. would be another really big one where you really get into taste is a big deal. And you could all of a sudden find yourself having invested thousands or more into a, you know, a major art product or statue or whatever, mm -hmm. or wine barrel, mm -hmm. and then find that somebody bashes it and nobody ever wants it ever again. And they don't even want to touch it. Like no galleries will want it. Nobody. Mm -hmm. For the rest of your life, like it could just be garbage. And so that is a pretty big risk you got to take into consideration as well when you're looking at our, you know, some of these alternatives. Yeah, literally couldn't have said it better myself. And the other key here is there's a lack of regulation with, alter with most alternative investments, right? Because the term alternative investments is so loose in and of itself because it can mean so many things. Real estate has a lot more regulation, but wine, fine art, there's very little regulation that goes on to control 
pricing and also your ability to recoup investments if something bad were to happen, right? Not that when you when you invest in the stock market, there are any form of guarantees, but at least you're essentially signing a contract with the company when you buy their shares of stock. And if they go under, you can at least have a lawsuit filed, right? Whereas if you have wine, and like you said, some commentator comes out and just bashes the brand and now it's worth nothing. Well, you just lost, you know, for a while, at least until it comes back. And there's a, that's just because there's a lack of regulation on those types of things. So that's an but added risk. it may not come back it. with some of the, like with exactly. art. Like I think not. with art, if they bash a new up and coming artist that everyone thinks is the new hot ticket, especially because it's pretty subjective these days. Mm-hmm. And then some, you know, like you, you spend $50,000 on one of his new paintings, right? And then somebody trashes him, his whole career goes away and it's gone forever. That, that, you know, painting with three dots on it is now worth nothing. Right. Now with, with wine though, if all goes to, you know, pot, as they say, you could always just like open up a cask and have some fun, I guess. True. <laughs> you know, have a little, have a, have a, have one last hurrah with your $200,000 worth, $300,000 worth of wine. Like, <laughs> worth of wine. Ah, I guess we're having well, a party. <laughs> yep. Something. It's better yep. than nothing, but exactly. it's still. You just tanked a lot of money if you're not careful. Right. So. so so now that just begs the question, right? If you're thinking about incorporating something that's a non-traditional financial asset into your portfolio mix, got some extra cash, somebody's talking you into something, right? Be cautious about what it is you're investing in and how much you put into it because there can be a role for these types of things, but it can't be absolute. So be cautious about, you know, if you have money already invested in the stock market, liquidating stuff like that to take advantage of some opportunity with an alternative investment is probably not the best idea if it's going to consume 100% of your wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So be really cautious about the exposure that you have and also recognize what the risks are with alternative investments that are not present with traditional investments would be the message really. Yeah. And I mean, like our other conversations for people who watch the show regularly, I mean, it seems like a good strategy would be to work with a financial advisor on how much of a percentage you can do for these alternative or even fun investments like think of it as having fun like go out to wineries and learn about it and you know experience life and have you know five percent of your funds for investing for this purpose and exactly whatever whatever you come up with that's your number right yep and it's it's all it's all coordinated together right so it all has to do and that's why a financial advisor can really help because they look at the entire picture whereas you might be consumed with a hot topic or a hot trend or a, or, <laughs> or a good glass of wine. Yeah. And so you can have that, that other person to, to bounce ideas off of and also see your holistic picture to say, well, you don't have this or this set up. And let's imagine for a moment that your alternative investment, it doesn't go through. And now what happened? These other risks that you had with your financial life, your emergency savings, your uh, insurance coverage, whatever it may be, it's you didn't you don't have that in place. So it's all about balancing everything and not necessarily saying no to any alternative investment, but also not just going in guns ablazing and investing in whatever the heck you want to. Agreed. Yeah. I like it. 
Yep. So that's pretty much it for alternative investments. They're not that scary, but you need to be well-versed and you also should always work with a financial professional if you're considering adding alternative investments to your overall investment strategy because it is risky and so you need to know all of the facts. That's right. All right. You don't want to end up with 300 barrels of wine worth (laughs) $300,000. Although it wouldn't be worth that if it tanked yeah that, totally. oh, that's what i meant like three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. that was worth nothing except for yeah. the barrels it's made in right exactly all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in join me next time on our next episode be sure to follow me on social media by searching for at jake's two cents and check out my blog at jake's two cents.com and remember you are the expert of your own life and that's my two cents Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.